Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, Fan Sided Daily DDT. My man, how you doing? Mr. Randy Cruz doing that as well as I could be right now. How about you, brother? <laughs> Uh, happy New Year to you and your family, first and foremost. I uh, hope you had a great holiday with the family. Uh, you can find Graham Matthews on Twitter at WrestleRant. Again, great stuff for Bleacher Report and Fan Sided Daily DDT. You can find myself on Twitter and IG, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, little J-C-R-U-Z. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We're also on TikTok now. So if you're a fan of the show, first of all, we really appreciate that. And uh, we'll put up some clips of the highlights of the shows. It's on two out of three falls pod on TikTok. And again, download, rates, comments, subscribe, all that good stuff. We greatly appreciate your love and support for the program. We are taping this on January 11th, 2023. So, Graham Matthews, uh, I don't think there's many as much stuff going on <laughs> no, it's a dead week you know i was i was struggling to think what we talk about here today i listen when i woke up this morning i'm like i don't know what kind of show i'm gonna do there's nothing going on but yeah right. the big elephant in the room happens to be the the, the uh, impending uh return of uh this mcmahon to the wwe um i i gotta start off with this whole timeline because i'm, I'm gonna get confused over here so apparently vince mcmahon let me Zoom this shit up. He retires on July 22nd. Mm-hmm. I guess he got forced out and with the allegations, he, he he retired, right? So from that point on, probably prior, Stephanie McMahon is, becomes the interim CEO on June 17th. Mm-hmm. In May, she said she was going to take a leave out of, of absence. So yep. a month later, comes back. Stephanie is now the new chairwoman and co-CEO on July 22nd. January 10th, she resigns as co-CEO and Vince McMahon has returned as executive chairman of the WWE. So it is a lot to unpack. Uh, You probably know more about this than I do. Story is still coming out. What's going to happen? What's his role? The rumor is he's coming back just to sell the company and mm-hmm. that's pretty much it he's not looking to be um creative control but you just never know with with mcmahon um as we are unpacking this what are, what's your first thoughts going on about mcmahon coming back vince and stephanie is uh leaving the company i mean what a fucking mess this whole thing is. <laughs> i mean it, it goes back to i mean you you laid out the entire timeline extremely well um it went back to friday as well this past week a couple days ago five days ago when he kind of put out a statement via a press release saying and he wasn't i mean obviously he's been involved with the company i think you know obviously people saying he's been gone he has been gone but he still owns so many shares stocks whatever he's a majority shareholder he was never 100% gone from WWE. That's not to say, in, in my own opinion, I don't work there. I don't know this sort of stuff myself, but I don't think he was influencing decisions behind the scenes when he wasn't there. When he was home and he was bored and doing other shit, he still owned a majority of the shares of WWE. But I don't think he was making any business decisions, certainly not any creative decisions. Other people will tell you otherwise. I don't believe that personally. Um, I don't think if he was still having control behind the scenes without actually being there, he would want back so badly. Um, that was like the big thing. It came out that, you know, he had sent actually not even came out. He, ac- he actually outright said in that press release that came out on Thursday or Friday of last week that he urged the board. Hey, you guys need me back with the upcoming TV rights deals and stuff like that coming up. The expiration of their deals with NBC and Fox and whatever. Um, 
you know, that happening, the potential sale, like you said, he wants to be involved with that. He basically had said, I will not support any decision you guys make unless I'm involved, which is so fucking, you know, maniacal, like egotistic of this guy to say that, hey, yeah, to not to say you guys can't go forward without me unless you get me back on the board. Two more board members resign. Uh, He's back. Now he's back as chairman, not only back on the board. He was back on the board by Thursday or Friday of last week, which was bad enough. But now he's not only back on the board, he's the chairwoman or chairman, excuse me, as you said, as Stephanie is the chairwoman resigned uh, just yesterday, which is not good after only being in the role for six months. And like you said, I'm glad you brought that up too. Stephanie had taken a leave of absence last May. Um, before the Vince allegations came out, I'm sure people on the board specifically, maybe here again, this is only speculation in my end, as other people have said as well. She either knew it was coming or knew something that we did not, because why would she randomly leave out of nowhere? Um and then, you know, she steps down. She comes back to run the whole fucking company a month later. And as soon as Vince is back, she wants nothing to do with the company anymore. She's not on, le- on a leave of absence anymore. She just outright resigned, which, you know, she could always come back at some point, but doesn't look likely right now. So she is flat out left the company twice. Anytime Vince has been involved and not only that, but they sent a letter back to him late last year, I think on New Year's Eve or whatever, saying we don't think it would be in the best interest of the company. If you were back on the board, there might be still stuff out about Vince that hasn't even been released yet. As far as allegations, maybe something even worse that hasn't gone public. Mm-hmm. And he still wanted back in anyway, because it's all about Vince McMahon to him. It's all about himself. He's not thinking about, you know, Stephanie, the board, the company, the fans, the product. He doesn't give a fuck. Um, and now, obviously, the biggest rumor leading all of this is that they might be selling to Saudi Arabia. Now, that has not been confirmed as we're sitting here talking right now. Um, there was a lot like Twitter, like fucking melted down last night. I got people <laughs> texting me that aren't even wrestling fans saying, hey, what about the Saudi Arabia thing? I mean, yeah, it's it's it, honestly, it probably could happen. I'm not even saying it won't, um, but nothing's confirmed. Nothing's set in stone until it's set in stone, especially now with this WWE thing. Things are constantly changing, being from the high of highs to the low of lows. The overall takeaway for me to keep it short and sweet as I move on here is that it, it, it's very, I don't want to say depressing. I don't want to be dramatic, but it's, it's not good news. I don't want Vince back involved in any capacity. He can be an asset from a business standpoint, but unfortunately he dug his grave with the whole allegation stuff. And not that he can't be trusted, but he just, he can't be trusted, especially with stuff that he said. He literally said less than a week ago, my return to the company won't have any, you know, impact on any leadership roles and whatever. And then Stephanie resigns. Did he not that he mm-hmm. forced her, but like what's going on there. Um, I would assume his decision to be back played a role in her leaving. I would love to be a fly in the wall uh, on the wall for those conversations. So it's not good, um, especially if they're selling to Saudi Arabia. It may have no impact business wise. I can't imagine that it wouldn't. Uh, how mm-hmm. would that affect their TV rights deals? Would people want to work with them? How does that f- affect talent who literally left the company because they knew Vince was gone and now they're back? William Regal is back as a vice president. He got fired by Vince a year ago, and now he's back, and Vince is back. How is that going to work exactly? Yeah. So a lot of questions right now. It's a big old mess. People just got to trust their sources and wait to see how this plays out as we move forward. Even as soon, this, There might be more news by the time we're done here right now. I mean, listen, like like you mentioned last night on Twitter, it, it was going crazy, and the, these memes start coming out, and it's yeah. just it's a lot to unpack. And it's like, as far as what I see from Twitter today, uh, the Saudi Arabia stuff might just be – not true. So, you know, we'll mm-hmm. see what happens uh, uh, about that. Um, but I think, you know, going, let's start with Vince. I Do you think that 
you know, if he when he took when he retired back in July, did you do you think that he say, you know what? Okay, I I do this, I do I do the retiring, but I know at some point in time you're gonna look to sell this company, and no matter what, you're gonna need me. So all right, I'll take a few months off and do this and do whatever. Let Hunter and Stephanie and and Nick Khan, you know, take take the realm. Mm-hmm. But at some point in time, I will I will be back, and this is this is the way I'm going to come back. Probably this was probably always the plan. Again, we'll never know without being inside yeah. Vince's head, obviously. But I, I would think that was the case. I doubt he ever really relieved control of the company, thinking that he would never be back. I mean, Vince McMahon is the the greatest wrestling promoter of all time. He even knows they know wrestling retirement stays official for most people. Fucking yeah. Shawn Michaels ironically came back to wrestle in Saudi Arabia, and now Vince is back out of retirement to make a deal potentially with Saudi Arabia. Um yeah, no, I think this was always the plan. I don't think he ever thought, you know, I'll never be involved again. You know, that that one report came out. I think we talked about it at the time when they released that, you know, documentary on him on Vice, The Nine Lives of Vince McMahon. It was on yeah. the same day that came out that, that it was reported from the Wall Street Journal that he wanted back in. He thought retiring was a mistake. He got wrong advice from the wrong people. He should have never left. The allegations would have just blown over, which is preposterous. Um, you know, he's there's still a lot of, you know, spotlight on that. Uh, not that it happened six months ago. It happened a while ago, but it only the allegations came out six months ago and people mm-hmm. have not forgotten about that and shareholders and, you know, people that they're doing business with certainly have not forgotten about that. And my biggest thing out of all of this is that WWE has proven in the six months that he was not there, as far as being the chairman of the company anyway, that they can do well and even do better without Vince there. Not to say that he didn't put the building blocks in place when he was chairman. I'm not to say not to say that Vince did nothing right for the company, which is again ridiculous. I mean, obviously mm. he made it what it is today. As far as him being involved right now at 77, 78 years old, it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, the man should have no say in anything. Maybe business wise, I'm not even saying he's a bad businessman. Right. I mean, creative is really what I what it comes down to for me. All this news is not good. It sucks. It really does. But at the end of the day, to me. If he is not in charge of creative as a fan, I'm just speaking selfishly. I obviously want the company to exist. So I do care about who they do business with as far as who they sell to, because that could also have you know greater effects. But the creative is what it comes down to me. As long as Vince is not running that, I'm at least somewhat content. Um, we don't know. I mean, certainly right now he's not as far as we know. That doesn't mean that he won't become a week from now. Because if you told me a week ago, Vince would be back as the chairman, I would have called you crazy. So much has happened in the last seven days alone. And I'm sure more is to happen in the in the days to come. So it's a real big mess right now. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with him going forward and how much more control he uh, gets back to or how much more control he has. Or it, It's not good. But to answer your question in short, I do think this was always the plan on his end for sure. And like you said, Vince, Vince is a guy that, you know, right now you – just can't be trusted. You just don't know what his goals are or the um yeah. the intentions are. And if his let's just say hypothetically, his intentions are only to come back and sell the company to the right people and, and get out of everybody's way, that's one thing. But if he said, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna come back and sell, and you know, I'm hearing you know NBC and Disney, everybody's involved trying to buy the company. But then, like as a fan, you know, I think the last eight to nine months, however, however long Vince has been out, fans have been uh, getting accustomed to this new product and the way Hunter was running in and Stephanie and Nick Khan. It's just like, all right, this is a breath of fresh air. There's no Vince stuff. It's, you know, clear as water. But now Vince is trickling back in and now it's like, oh, shit. Like, because even you mentioned 
Regal left AEW to come back. Yeah. Some wrestlers were even thinking about coming back to the company because Vince was, wasn't around. Hunter signed like 10 guys who more got, than that, yeah, a lot more of than people. that, who got fired or let go by Vince, who are now back now. And then Vince is coming back, they're like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, exactly. So it's a weird, crazy morale kind of environment going on. But if Vince is only there to, to do the job of selling the company, and I think I think many fans would be just okay with that. Yeah, yeah I yeah, agree. If you, the, if you sell to Saudi Arabia, that's some other shit. <laughs> but if you sell to the yeah. right people, okay, cool, Vince. All right, thank you. We appreciate that. Now, bye. Um, it's just a weird time. It, it, there's a lot of things going on outside of the company. You got big events coming up, and just boom, he comes back. And, and then to top it off, Stephanie's like, all right, I'm out. Yeah, that's move, even worse. The situation yeah. even more crazy. Yeah. It's not a good look. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, that that's the thing here. To stress, would it be okay if he consulted with the board? Because it was his baby for the longest time, obviously. If he was back with the board to help see through the sale of the company, whether they did or not. I mean, I'm not even saying they should sell or that they will sell or whatever. Yeah. Even if he decided that it would not be good to sell regardless. If he played a factor in that decision, that's fine. Unfortunately, that ideal scenario does not exist because it's Vince fucking McMahon we're talking about here. And this man is a power-hungry egomaniac that wants control of everything, whether it be the company itself, creative. He wants to see through everything this company does because this is all he's ever known. And yeah. he was obviously bored of playing bingo at home for the last six months, so this is what he wants to do now. Um, and he's, again, almost 80 years old being involved in the process on a day-to-day -day basis. It's not good. I would love to know what led to the actual departure of Stephanie, whether it was like they were kind of pushing her out. Or when I say they, I mean him. Uh, he brought back two more board members, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, I think, who were actually let go by Vince two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. So they're back with him. And he was the one who fired them, which the whole thing is just it really is playing out like an episode of, of a TV show. Like I've heard Succession. I haven't seen the show. Oh, you got to see like, it, bro. You got to see it. Is it that good of a show? It, okay. It, well, it, it's the, I swear to you, it's like the whole McMahon family. That's what I've heard. Show. I'm going to have to check it out because that's what this whole thing sounds like. It, it's one <laughs> people have said, oh, I can't wait for the movie on this. It's not over. Like we all thought it was over when Vince was gone. That was only the beginning. That was the fall of Vince. Now mm -hmm. we're back to the rise of Vince, the resurrection of Vince. It's uh, it, it's scary times right now. Being a WWE fan and a wrestling fan, listen, because if WWE goes, I don't think it's going away. People are tweeting like the company's already gone under. Give me a fucking break. We can't get, you know, Twitter is known as other social media platforms are for fear mongering. Oh, what are we going to do with this? We have no fucking clue what's going on right now. Mm. We can worry about what might potentially happen, but until it happens, we have no idea. At that point, we can then worry. But right now we have no fucking clue what's going on. I still found it hard to believe. Did the yeah, sale even went through? I don't think a sale went through, but enough credible sources currently are saying that it hasn't gone through. And I can believe that um, just because they only, I guess, wanted the business with JP Morgan about like working with them. Okay, let's see what we can do for a sale. And then they're sold three or four days later. I don't even think it works like that. They probably will end up selling to Saudi if these reports are you know accurate. Um, just how soon that happens, I don't know. So it's just mm -hmm. a mess right now. And Vince McMahon, I, I, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that this is what's going down. Well, I'm kind of glad you mentioned uh, Succession because, um, you know, me on Twitter, I think about a year, a uh, year and a half ago, I keep seeing people on Twitter keep saying, yo, this is great. This is dope. This is one of HBO's all-time greatest shows. I'm like, yo, yeah. what, what is this shit? 
and I started checking it out. I'm like, oh, and now you mentioned the whole McMahon family. Yo, it's it is 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 the, the the father and the two sons and the daughter, and they all part of his company. Obviously, yeah. the dad's a main guy, he's getting older. The kids don't feel like he's mentally fit to run the company. They try forcing them out. And then, like, you know, one day the son is a top, you know, the, the, the top dog, and the dad comes back, and it's like, oh, this whole revolving door kind of thing. Is it just like Vince, Shane, Stephanie, <laughs> the whole fucking family? I swear to God. Uh, <sighs> check it out when you can. It just, that's pretty much the whole show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how do you imagine what Hunter is going through right now? Again, if Vince is back as the chairman and just, you know, just to, try to sell the company and not get it Hunter's way. That's one thing, but Hunter has got to be like, okay, <laughs> I'm glad to see you back, but on the, on the back burner, it's like, damn, bro, like, you serious? Like, you can't just let, you can't just step away from this for, for uh, X amount of time and let us run it and take over. We're, we're not going to fuck it up, but just kind of have trust in us, but I don't think maybe Vince didn't trust anybody. So how do you think Hunter is going through all this right now? I mean, exactly what you said. They'll never actually come out and say like, oh, Vince being back was bad for the company. He would never come out in public and say that about his father-in-law specifically. Stephanie would never come out and say that about her father. They would never do that. But you know that's yeah. what's going on here, specifically in the Triple H and who has gone above and beyond and trying to turn the company around, improving morale, bringing talent back, making positive decisions. Um, most of the business decisions, from what I understand, have done well for the company. It's not like it's completely taken a turn for the worse without Vince McMahon to the helm. Um, mm. it's, it's, it's again, like I said, it's done well, if not better than Vince was there specifically as far as the product is concerned, not to say raw is the best show week after week. It's been pretty boring lately, but I'll take a triple H run show over a Vince McMahon run show any fucking day of the week. Uh, SmackDown has been great overall. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's, a, it's a pretty bad situation. I feel bad for him too. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like, I don't think he's going to walk out. He could resign. I think it's definitely possible if his wife mm. did. Who's to say that he won't? Um, he might just say like, "Hey, peace. There's nothing I could do here. Then fuck off. I'm I'm out of here. I'm 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 peacing." So, um, I'm not sure. I don't really know. I just think it's more of a case of like, I just feel bad that it, it's come down to this because he's done, in my opinion, from my perspective as a fan, he's done such a good job of turning the morale around, the company around, and getting people excited again. The talent specifically, the talent are sure are sure as hell happy that he was gone. Now that he's back, I'm sure they're not going to be as happy. And more people might be looking to leave after already trying to rebolster the roster or kind of replenish the roster and whatnot. We're back to square one with this bullshit. People that you know didn't want to work with for Vince and now they're back. And how does this affect free agents with all the negative buzz around the company? Does this affect people coming to WWE? Um, I honestly feel bad specifically for like the women involved in this whole thing that, that Triple H has brought back or people that work there behind the scenes at the corporate headquarters. Because again, allegations have come out about Vince and how much of a sex pest he is and whatever. He's, the guy's got a fucking issue and the guy's almost 80. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he's got a problem and I feel bad for women that would have to work for him uh, just because it's it's an unfortunate situation. It really is. Uh, you know, everyone's going to make their own choices and do what's best for them. But having a guy like that, when we already have so many other people of power in that position and those you know positions of power, uh, like Vince that get away with so much that are CEOs of companies. And it seems like the laws don't apply to them a lot of the time. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it, it's a very unfortunate situation that he's back. Cause I feel like in a perfect world, it's sad because I do want Vince around to help with the company, but he's just so toxic at this point, as far as being mm -hmm. you know the, the person that he is and the stuff he's been accused of and, 
creatively, it's it's by far the worst decision they could possibly make would be putting him back in charge of that, or he would be the one to make that decision. Uh, I'm sure it's coming. I don't want to jump on that bandwagon just yet, but I'm sure it's inevitable, unfortunately. And listen, like I said earlier, until we know more info, this is where we are right now. He's back as the executive chairman. Uh, the rumor was they were going to sell to Saudi Arabia, but that, I think that's being uh, – shut down but we'll see what happens very interesting time listen it's only 11 days into the into the new year i know (laughs) got shit going on already they got they got the uh the big event royal rumble coming up later in the month um again people kept saying this is a great time to be a fan but i think right now it's also a weird time as well to see what's been going on and listen i've been a fan of the company for since I i was a kid and just kind of like as you grow up, you see certain things happen and say, oh, OK, if, if I have known that when I was young, maybe I, I wouldn't keep on watching. But just seeing what's, what's transpiring with Vince. And again, if you just go in there to come back and sell the company and just and do that, then then fine. It just when you start getting into other people's areas like, oh, creative control and then this and you start firing people or you start firing the people who Hunter brought back is a, it's a big toxic mess. As you mentioned, and um, it, it kind of leads to my point where, you know, we we, we saw Sasha Banks and uh, Mercedes Monet uh, debut in New Japan. Mm-hmm. And it's like now you start thinking, hey, do you think the reason why she didn't come back, obviously, with the contract disputes and all the other shit is like maybe she kind of heard through the grapevine that things are upcoming may not be in her favor. Like, you know, I hear Vince is trying to come back. True or not, I just don't want to be around this right now. Let me do my thing and let the dust settle. Then maybe I come back another year or two. But maybe she had an inclination that this was going to happen. Maybe she could. No, no, that's not a bad theory at all. I mean, I don't personally think so. Just I mean, unless she she obviously could have known something that we didn't. Just because it didn't come out on the dirt sheets until late December that he could be eyeing a comeback doesn't mean that. Yeah, that was the timeline specifically. I'm sure people in the company, specifically people in positions of power knew even well before that, what could be happening. Um, I don't think Sasha was clued in on that. I mean, she seems like a big, big Vince McMahon person. I know she walked out on him and whatnot. And she left the company because of decisions he fucking made, but mm-hmm. she was also tweeting like every other day when she was with the company. Oh, thank you, Vince McMahon. Love you, Vince. Love you, Vince. Right. And then she walks out on him and I don't even blame her for that necessarily. But mm-hmm. um, no, I think she honestly, even if the Vince stuff didn't happen, I think she made the right decision because I was even saying this when we knew for a fact the Triple H was still going to be in charge running the company, blah, 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 um, that I feel like you know, I think we talked about this previously before she actually made the jump to New Japan, that I feel like she makes herself a bigger star by leaving now and then coming back in a year or two from now. People have even said that she could be back before the end of the year. I don't know how the Vince stuff changes that. Regardless, I think she will be back at some point. She could show up on Dynamite tonight. That's the hot rumor. I think that will probably happen. Uh, whether she signs with them or not, I don't think she necessarily needs to. She could just make a one-off, and I think that would make as much of an impact. Um, but yeah, I think she's a hot star right now. She was already a big star, but Triple H Vince, regardless of who it is or was running the company, if Sasha were to come back tomorrow, the fuck do you do with her is the problem. I mean, she is a big star, obviously, but she's already feuded with Charlotte, Becky, Bailey a million fucking times. Yeah. Her and Ronda's an option. I don't know if she'd be beating Ronda. I mean, Ronda's not even champion right now anyway. Um, they would probably throw her right back in the tag team division. And they were wasting her at this time last year. She was in the rumble for like 10 minutes or something. I mean, she was thrown out by Zelina Vega. It was a joke. Um, and I'm not even like the biggest Sasha Stanton, like fan of all time, but 
at the same time, I'm like, why are they misusing her? This doesn't make any sense. So yeah. her going out, proving her worth all over again in Japan, AEW, elsewhere, maybe in the media market as far as like movies and stuff, modeling and whatever, uh, is her best decision. And she'll come back that much bigger of a star to WWE when that day comes down the road. I mean, listen, we, we saw with Cody. You know, Cody left. Obviously. Same thing, yeah. He was stardust when he left. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't like as Sasha Banks at, at, at the time he left. So he does the whole AW, the Bullet Club, all this stuff, and then he comes back. It's like, oh shit, Cody! And it's like not now, the the appreciation is there. And I think exactly when, when that time that Sasha slash Mercedes comes back to the company, um, people would and even the company would begin to appreciate her more because we, we at the time we heard that she wanted. The Becky money, she wanted Charlotte Flair money, and they weren't giving it to her when she's been pretty much the backbone and the 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 hard worker of the company uh, for so long. The girl, the 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 girl who's always been in the first woman this and the first woman that. And I think again, I think I saw the clips. I don't think it was it was a match. I think she just popped up. She did something. She held the belt up, and yeah, new. Drove, new name, new 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 hairstyle. It's like, oh shit! Like I can I can kind of get used to this. And if she pops up on Dynamite tonight, then I, I mean, I mean, you'll so, be checking it out. I know that. But I think she, it's like it's like being a free agent in in the NBA. It's like I spend so much time with this one franchise. I gotta explore what else is out there for me. Could I come back? Sure. But I got to see what, you know, they want the attention. They want that love. They want the, I want you, I want you, I want you. Yeah. And I want to see, you know, I, I want you to play for, for my team. But now she goes to New Japan, she do AEW, she go all, all basically what she what she wanted to do before yeah. she got to the company. And it's like, it's like someone who's being, just her expressing her freedom. And I think, you know, her doing that, and she's, she's a big enough star to do that. She's a fucking actress now. Like, bro, go, go ahead, do, do, do you. Mm-hmm. But I think it's um at some point I think she'll come back, but right now she that's probably the last thing on her mind right now. Yeah, probably. I mean, it it could happen. Like I said, you know, as other people have suggested, in like six to eight months, I don't think it'll be that quick. Yeah. Um, I would think at the very at the earliest, early twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four. It's twenty twenty three right now. Um, it's interesting because we're at a position now with her. If she signs, then she probably can't come back anytime soon. That's the thing. If she goes to AEW. Could she sign a six month to a year deal? Yeah, but I've also heard, you know, again, take it with a grain of salt. But I'm, I, I know Mencher, I know Meltzer had mentioned if she goes to AEW and maybe she won't because if she did, she'd have to sign like a three year deal, which I think would be fucking dumb. I mean, she could if no. she wants, she could do whatever the fuck she wants. But I, I wouldn't, if I were her, make that sort of commitment. I mean, I'm sure AEW will still be around in three years, will still be fine. But it's like with her, a, <clears throat> excuse me, a star of her caliber should be able to make moves at whatever time she wants. If she wants to go back to WWE, she can go back to WWE. If she wants to do New Japan, have no, not be exclusive to anyone until that return of WWE comes. That's what I would do if I were her. But again, it's she can make whatever choice she wants. Um, yeah, but I think it, it will be a while before we see her again. I think to go back anytime soon would be silly. I know WWE at one point were under the impression she's got to get it out of her system or something, they said, and that she'll be back at some point soon. Um, I don't think so. I don't think we'll see her in the Rumble. I'd be very surprised if she put a lot of stock in this Mercedes Monet gimmick or whatever the fuck it is, only for her to come back as Sasha. Um, give it a couple of years, and like you said with Cody, she'll come back. It'll be one of those things where it's like, we want you back so bad that we'll give you whatever you feel like you're worth, which she is worth anyway. I'm not really sure if that's true. Not sure why they would have paid her that much, but 
uh, wouldn't have paid her that much. But, you know, I'm sure we will see her back inevitably back in WWE, even if it's for not for another couple of years. That's what I would say. Um, before my next question or the second question, um, well, I, I guess that was the worst kept secret. Uh, yes, that she was going to show up in New Japan and everybody was excited. I think uh, our guy, Mark Ramondi, was in the Tokyo Dome for that. Uh, that was it. That's cool. I think he was. I'm pretty sure. He, I think he's in Tokyo every every time in January. Um, oh, that's cool. But like again, <clears throat> worst kept secret. You know she was going to come out as a fan. Like you've been seeing this this, this girl at Sasha Banks for the last six, seven, eight years, and now yeah. she pops up in a different promotion, different whole everything. As a fan watching it, what did you make of her debut in New Japan? It was good. Um, you know the the moment right. itself. Well, well, the, so here's my thing. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say it was completely perfect. Obviously, yeah. the moment itself in general was monumental. The execution of it, unfortunately, was not amazing. I mean, she came out. She got initial uh, a big reaction at first, kind of died down after that. I don't really blame her for that or anyone. Um, it comes down to a couple questions. How familiar are people in that New Japan crowd? How familiar are they with Sasha Banks? She's not coming mm-hmm. in as Sasha. I'm sure they're familiar. Um, I think part of the problem, too, was how much did the uh, crowd restrictions limit the reaction that she got? Because they can only like clap or they can clap right now. They can yell, but not for very long. It's not what it used to be just due to COVID. Really? Yeah. Post Japan world, uh, post COVID world in Japan with wrestling crowds. It's like they can only get so loud as far as like they will only restrict them like, hey, you can't do chance for more than like 10 seconds. It's like very weird, but they do that for a reason. It's a health thing. Um, not that I agree with it. I think we're past that point where, I mean, it's been three years almost since COVID started. I don't know how bad it is over there now, but yeah. that's just what it is. So my point being that that might've hurt the reaction for her a little bit. She didn't get this monster reaction that you would probably hope she would tonight. She would fucking tonight on dynamite. I'll tell you that much. They'll be in Los Angeles. They would go nuts if she showed up. Wow. And I think there's a pretty good chance if she did, uh, it, it, I think there's a pretty good chance that she will show up. So mm-hmm. the reaction wasn't ideal. She hit her finisher on Kyrie Sane, who she ended up going up against the current IWGP Women's Champion. Kyrie botched the move, I think. She, she not, I think she definitely did. Uh, she landed on her knees instead of landing flat out. It just came off stupid. Uh, Sasha was supposed supposed to hit a DDT. Kyrie didn't really sell it well, so it did not come off well. And then Sasha's promo also wasn't really that great either. It wasn't very long. Didn't need to be, but it wasn't a great promo either. So um, she made an impact, though. She looks like. You know, she, she stands out. She always has. She has that star vibe about her. And, the, I mean, I'm not really attached to the minute details of the debut because it didn't exactly go off perfectly. But the overall idea of her in New Japan is cool. And it got people talking and it made people watch that show that probably otherwise would not have watched New Japan. And that's also a big thing to me. I don't even really watch New Japan regularly. I only really check out Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I was going to watch the show anyway. But to see her show up was very cool. And it kicked off what should be a very interesting run for her outside of WWE. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we 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 gotta get used to uh, start calling her Mercedes Graham. There's, there's no more Sasha Banks. It is Mercedes. I thought it was money. I thought it was well, Mercedes it money. money. Did I say Monet? It is. So I think, from what I understand, it's money. Monet. Money. Yeah. It's not. I thought it was. <laughs> so I thought, as other people thought, it was Monet. Like they had Frankie Monet in NXT, the former yeah. title Valkyrie. It's not. That would be with a T. And she did money on person because. Money, obviously. Money. So I, I think it's dumb, but listen, I mean, <laughs> whatever. I think Mercedes is cool because that's obviously her name anyway. Yeah. It's her real name. Um, I thought she would just go as Mercedes Vernado, 
You know, I have people saying that oh, doesn't have the same ring to it as Sasha Banks. Well, you know, obviously True. she can't use Sasha Banks. I get it. She was Sasha Banks for a decade. It's going to be weird to call her anything else. But I like I'm a I'm a big alliteration person. The two M's Mercedes Monet. It could be far worse. It honestly could be far worse than Mercedes Monet. I think it's somewhat clever. It's a little bit silly and on the nose, but whatever. Um, I applaud her for trying something different. I, it's honestly better. I heard that she had tried to trademark or maybe did at one point Sasha Monet. I don't really like that as much. That mm. sounds even worse to me. I like Mercedes Monet even better. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what she does with it. Okay, this is a real sidebar. I, I, you just mentioned that she couldn't use Sasha Banks in New Japan or outside WWE. Obviously, because they created the name, trademark, and copyright, all that stuff. Yeah. But like someone like a CM Punk, what, did he create that name before he got to the company? And then now, because he, he used CM Punk in WWE and AEW. Yes. I see in Punk the name used in both companies, but now Sasha can't use her name. Well, CM Punk was CM... He was CM Punk before he went to WWE. He was CM Punk in Ring of Honor a long time ago, so he had already trademarked it, owned it. Samoa Joe, same thing. He's Samoa Joe everywhere because he already owned the name. Although that's not... So there have been some cases where people have used names before they went to WWE. In WWE, despite that person... Hardy having used that name before WWE will attempt to trademark it as their own. So if they were to ever leave WWE, despite the fact they used it beforehand, if they were to leave, they couldn't use it then, which I think is fucking ridiculous. Wow. Like, I think, I don't know if they did this or maybe they attempted to. I don't remember. Roderick Strong, I don't know if they own his name now. Obviously, that was his name well before WWE. He's not a big C, you know, he's not CM Punk level, but I mean, if he couldn't use Roderick Strong, if he were to leave WWE, that would be fucking dumb because that was his name for long before that point. Um, yeah, I know Mia Yim. Honestly, that might be why she's Meechin now on Raw because they don't want she does not want them to trademark her name because they wanted to trademark her name originally in WWE. Keith Lee, same thing. I think they both said no, um, mm-hmm. as they should because they they were already Keith Lee and Mia Yim before WWE. Why should WWE own that? If WWE makes up the name and they don't want to let those people use the name outside of the company, yeah. honestly, that I don't I completely understand that they created the character trademarking licensing. Totally understand that. But if it's something that WWE did not come up with, I wouldn't. I think it's stupid for them to attempt to trademark it. But to answer your question, that's why she can't yeah. use Sasha Banks. They they came up with it. They own it. Uh, my last point, Graham, um, as, a, as we mentioned, today is January 11th. You know me, we like to do some nostalgic kind of stuff, uh, which, which we are going to bring back the Wrestling Basement Podcast at some point in time. Um, but right now we are at the 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw debuting on the USA Network. And um, 30 years is a fucking long time. We've seen plenty of Monday Night Raws and epic moments and, and downfalls. It obviously, it's not the same Raw as it was sure. even five years ago, 10 years ago, let alone 20, 25, 30. Um, and I, I don't know if you've written about this or maybe some of your favorite Monday Night Raw moments or standouts, but uh, for what have you from from what you have been watching over the years? Um, what are like three, five, whatever Monday Night Raw moments that uh, stand out for you? I mean, including moments that I wasn't a fan for, and like moments that I wasn't watching the product for, like the beer bath obviously stands out as one of the greatest Raw moments of all time uh, in the last decade or so. The returns of Brock Lesnar, the Rock to Raw were always great. Uh, even when Raw has not been always amazing, mm-hmm. you know, they've always they've been capable of producing some great moments in the last 15 years. The Punk Pipe Bomb obviously would be up there as well as one of the greatest Raw moments, not only for when I've been a fan, but just in general of all time. Uh, the Triple H return 
which was 20 years ago coming up. That anniversary, obviously, will be remembered as one of the greatest Raw moments ever. Uh, Vince McMahon announcing that he bought WCW. That happening on Raw will go down as one of the greatest moments of all time. Hmm. Uh, the first Raw is historical. I'll probably go back and watch that later on Peacock. It's a 45-minute show on Peacock, so why wouldn't you? Um, you know, that first show stands out. There's so many. I'm trying to think of Raw moments and not WWE moments. The first stunner um, 26 years ago now would obviously be up there. I would think the Vincent MSG. Um, yeah, those are the ones that stand out. I'm sure there's many, 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 many more, but I remember watching that. I think WWE did a countdown of like the top 50 raw moments or something. They, they, they put out a DVD about this back in like 2012. And I watched it on Netflix when Netflix still had WWE stuff on there. And, uh, you know, it compiled all the greatest moments, the DX stuff, you know, them invading WCW quote unquote. That's also an amazing moment. Um, you know, the, the DX impersonation of Nation of Domination um, or vice versa, rather. And then like the McMahon stuff and whatever, um, all that stuff was was great. So those are the mm-hmm. moments that stand out in my mind as some of the greatest of all time. And what about like the most recent, let's say 5, 10, 15, let's say, uh, yeah, 2000, mid 2000 and up, 2010 and up. Uh, oh, yeah, probably Rock and Brock's return in 2011 and 2012, respectively, if we're going back that far. And and the Punk Pipe Bomb, too, would be the top three. Um, hmm. Dolph Ziggler's cash-in would be another one. That was a great, great moment. Also, night after WrestleMania. I'm trying to think of other moments. Um, what about um, the Daniel Bryan takeover, the hostile takeover? Oh, yeah, that's another one. The hostile takeover, the Yes Movement. Also, that same year of him. Uh, being on top of the cage when he broke away from the Wyatt family and he was on top of the cage doing the yes, yes, yes. Uh, that yeah. Definitely. That would be also regarded as not one of the greatest recent raw moments or one of the greatest raw moments of all time. I would say forgot about that. Um, even then that was like nine years ago, dude, that was like almost 10 years ago. I'm trying to think of stuff from like Raw's had its moments in the last couple of years. So I would really have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that come to mind. Obviously, nothing from the th- the from the fucking Thunderdome era. I'll tell you that much. Right no, now. no moments from that. I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go back and think about from the last like five years. Not many stand out from the last five years, but from the last 10, 15 years, it would be the Daniel Bryan stuff, Rock, Brock coming back, and the pipe bomb. I think uh, Shane coming back too was a big. Oh pop. yeah, that was a great moment. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Yeah. Yep, that was a big pop. Um, I had one last question. Well, Real quick, it, it, it just kind of shows my age. Um, when Raw debuted, I was nine going on ten. I might, mm-hmm. I, I just turned nine, I think. Wow. So you weren't even around. No, <laughs> I wasn't Raw even born debut. yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Raw debuted, it just it, it, it goes to, and I wrap up here, it, it, it just seeing Monday Night Raw go through so many cycles and so many superstars and legends um, and so many moments and matches and debuts. Um it just again, thirty years is, is a very very long time to be on t- on TV, live television, and we can say what, whatever we want about Vince, whatever. But you know, he created Raw. He developed something where the superstars can showcase their talent live on TV every Monday night. The whole Monday Night War was a whole big thing for me. That there, there four or five year stretch, um, seeing. People leave this company and come here and debut and this and yeah. that. It was so much fun. I guess the ratings are not what it is now, like it was back then when you had eight million, eight million people were watching wrestling on Monday nights, Graham. It just, and people need to understand, like I, I get it now. Like it, it's it's not about 
the ratings and then this and then that. But bro, when you go back to my eight fucking million people, yeah, watching, watching The Rock and Mankind have this birthday, it, it, it's your it's your birthday celebration. Oh. I was gonna say that I'm sorry, I forgot to how can how can we go through greatest raw moments and not mention mankind winning the WWE title? I mean, obviously that's another one I forgot to mention as well. But yeah, the birth this is your life is also up there as one of, if not the greatest raw moment for the ratings he did for that show for sure. Exactly. And I think just to cap off, like I I, I come from that era of the announcers. Like the announcers today do a good job, but they don't make they just don't make me feel like emotionally invested in what I'm watching. It's different yeah. now. Listen, I, I, yeah. I can't tell them how to do their job. But I come <laughs> from the I can't I come from the cloth of Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler and Bobby Heenan and Gorilla and uh Ventura. I, I come from that cloth of of uh announcers and you can't take me away from that because they made every single segment, whether you're a champion, a beginner, a rookie debut, yeah. made you feel that every segment was was worth watching. And that's why it was the way it was back then. But um I'm Listen, glad to see you still around. Thirty years a very long time, big big time accomplishment. Uh, I think SmackDown, look, SmackDown is what 20, 20 plus. I know it's twenty plus. Yeah, uh, it, was, it started in ninety nine, so twenty four years ago now. Twenty five would be next year. Wow, SmackDown, for SmackDown. 25. If they even the thing is, if they even acknowledge that, because I feel like we've had so many milestones for these shows. SmackDown had its um, its thousandth episode like four or five years ago. They didn't really do anything with that. They had a nice show, but they didn't really go all out for it. Uh, Raw 25, I remember being at that show. That was in the Barclays Center, actually. In Bro, the no, that was just five, five years, ago. years ago. I'm like, I know. I was just, I was just there. I know, exactly. And, uh, you know, that was a good show, but I feel like we have the 30th anniversary of Raw today. They already announced the Raw 30th anniversary show in like two weeks. They have announced absolutely nothing about it. They haven't even talked about it. They've barely even mm. talked about the Rumble. And it makes me sad because I'm a big anniversary person. Like, I want to see them do special shows. Yeah. They've announced. Maybe it's just because they've been busy with all this other shit going on behind the scenes. And the Rumble, maybe. But even then, they haven't really hyped up the Rumble hype at all. The build. But nothing's been announced. We don't know if Stone Cold's going to be there. The Rock. Taker was on that first show. Shawn Michaels, I would assume, would be there. But, like. I, I don't know. It's kind of a. Uh, it's kind of up in the air. That makes me really sad. I mean, I assume they'll probably announce some stuff next week. But I remember going into Raw 1000, probably the biggest anniversary show they ever did. They announced stuff a month and a half in advance, and they were building to it every single week with Heath Slater facing like the legends and stuff. That mm -hmm. was great. They had Stone. <clears throat> or not Stone Cold wasn't on the show. He couldn't be on the show. But they had The Rock was there. They had Cena and Punk for the WWE title. It was a massive, massive, massive show. And there's none of that coming up with this episode. So I don't know. Hopefully that changes as we get closer. Last point, Graham. I don't know if you noticed uh, or noticed about, uh, by now, but there's a big event coming up. I think it's called the Royal Rumble this I month. Think so, yeah, <laughs> maybe it hasn't been canceled. I guess I don't know. Uh, Royal Rumble later this month in San Antonio, Texas. So um, let's look out for that. Uh, Graham Matthews, great work as always from Bleacher Report, Fan Sided Daily DDT. Find him on Twitter at Russell Rant. Find the show on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Go ahead, download, rate, comment. Subscribe, all that good stuff. Show some love for support to the program. Me and Graham greatly appreciated. Also, find us on TikTok. It's brand new. Two out of three falls pod. You'll find some clips and highlights of, of, of every show from now on. Graham Matthews, always a pleasure, man. Love you, bro. Happy New Year to you and your family. And I know we'll chop it up soon. Much love, brother. Can't wait for it. And I uh, look forward to it, brother. Thanks again for having me on, as always. I appreciate it. All right, man. Take it easy. Peace. All right.